Hello and welcome back to Mining Stock Daily with me, Paul Harris. Today we're talking about gold, copper, gold and copper exploration and development in Colombia. It's my great pleasure to be joined by Alistair Steele, President and CEO of Gold Mining. Good morning, Alistair. Good morning, Paul. Thanks for having me on today. Great to speak to you. Great to catch up. Yes, you've just put out a PEA or an updated PEA on your Lamina Copper Gold project in Antioquia in Colombia. Um, minor life production of a total of 1.74 million ounces of gold equivalent. Congratulations there. Um, maybe it's best if, if you go into some of the highlights and how some of the things that have changed, some of the things that have improved over the, the previous study. Yeah, absolutely. We're certainly excited about the uh, PEA results, which we've just announced. And I think the biggest change that we're, we're pleased to uh, present in the PEA is a new discovery we made last year, which was on La Garucha, which really makes uh, three central porphyry deposits, which are clustered together within a kilometer of each other. And it's this new discovery at La Garucha, which we made last year at a cost of less than $2 per resource ounce. So uh, adding that into the resource um, earlier this year and now out with the PEA, it's really unlocking the value of this project and showing the optionality of having a very uh, you know, gold-rich porphyry system. A lot of the you know, porphyry systems are more copper-rich. We're fortunate that we're rich in gold. About 30% of the resource uh, commodity is through copper, but it's a sizable resource now, and the PEA demonstrates that it has uh, good solid economics behind it as well. Okay, thank you. Now that you've updated the PEA, what are the next steps of the project? Well, of course, in the PEA, uh, one of the things that we've done is identify additional opportunities. Uh, we have been looking at optimizations on the process, how we can look at uh, recoveries, how we can make the, the uh, optionality of having uh, three uh, deposits work best together. And I'll give one example is with a traditional uh, open pit mining operation, one thinks of mining uh, a single deposit, makes one uh, large uh, excavation and you create large waste dumps. By having three deposits right beside each other, we can sequence those such that if we mine out one part of the deposit first, we can use that as backfill for the other deposits. It keeps the footprint very small, creates efficiencies and uh, really helps keep the costs low on the capital side and on the operating side as well. So those type of efficiencies and how we structure the deposit will be important. Uh, but as well, our VP Exploration, uh, Tim Smith, who came over from Newmont last year, also is looking at additional drill targets, how we can expand that resource, you know, looking at the quality side of it and the size and the, uh, the quality and quantity to, uh, to improve the resource as well. Okay, now uh, the project's obviously in Colombia, so what you're mentioning there about the sequencing and potentially the ability to exploit one pit, then backfill it with the next one, then backfill the, that pit with the next one, um, that uh, has, has an environmental benefit, the you know, progressive reclamation and rehabilitation. That's going to be a, a critical thing in terms of permitting the project in Colombia, where uh, the, the country, the government is very interested in and, and urging companies to essentially do exactly that. Yeah, I think that's very important for us. And what we have seen over the last couple of years, especially, is a heightened sensitivity to the impacts of mining in Colombia. Um, but the government is also kind of at a crossroads because they've also declared, for example, copper to be a strategic metal. So they recognize they need mining to support the greening of the economy. They want to make sure that though it is done in a responsible and sustainable manner. And so I think having the flexibility in how we mine a deposit is important. And we have seen some uh, developments over the last uh, 
several months as well, uh, where companies are taking deposits and looking at uh, how they may even mine a portion of a deposit underground uh, to minimize impacts as well. So having that flexibility with our deposit is, is, is great. We can look at different scenarios that uh, still return a value for our shareholders, but work closely with the local stakeholders and communities as well. Okay, now you mentioned 30% uh, of the, the, the deposit or 30% of the value of the deposit is copper. Uh, so given your comments there about um, Colombia, the government being in favor of copper exploitation, um, is, is that causing uh, or provoking, let's say, a pivot in your thinking that you know this is a, a copper project that's also going to produce gold? Is, is that, I won't say that is that the way you're selling it to the government, but is, is that the way to really take it forward and say, look, we can produce copper, but we, we've got to produce gold as well because it's there in the deposit as well. That's a great point. That certainly will be part of our strategy going forward. And uh, just this past year, um, when we were making a presentation at the Medellin Gold Symposium, uh, or in Colombia, it was very interesting to note that uh, deposits which we had traditionally thought of as gold deposits were actually being included in strategic copper resources for the country. And in fact, of the 10 deposits that the government had identified as being strategic for copper, Gold Mining Inc. owns three of those deposits, including Lamina. So recognizing that copper piece will be important, uh, but it's just one of the pieces of the, of the puzzle here to, to solve this going forward. And, and it's, I think, working with the government and understanding the impact of the economy, how it's benefiting them and the communities is always the key, whether it's in Colombia or any jurisdiction in the world, is getting the right balance so that all stakeholders feel like they're getting an you know, equal share of the, the benefits. Thank you. It, it's interesting that a moment, moment ago you used the word crossroads because uh, the government in Colombia is perhaps at various different crossroads. Um, it, it's no secret that it, in general it's not a, a fan of natural resource exploitation, certainly not oil and gas and coal. But the reality is Colombia's GDP growth this year, I was reading this morning, it's forecast at just 0.1%, which, you know, isn't very good at all, isn't very helpful for the government and its aims to, you know, invest in infrastructure, bring people out of poverty, invest in health, invest in education, all of those nice things. Um, natural resources obviously can be a, um, um, a good aid to the government to achieve its aims, to boost GDP, to boost growth. Uh, is that message starting to get across to the government? Do you think that, okay, it may not be something we're a big fan of, it may not be something we really like, but it's going to serve a very good purpose for us? I think you raised some very good points there, and I would uh, extend that to say it's not just in Colombia where that dichotomy seems to occur between you know, groups who may not be strong supporters of mining, but are also strong supporters of a green economy. And the two, and we've been hearing especially this week at this uh, the real symposium we're at here, is that you know, to fund the green economy that the, the world wants and the world is demanding, it does require metals. So there has to be a balance there to recognize, yes, we want it to be sustainable, but it will require an element of production and mining. So that's where I think the government, as though, even though they started out with more of a rhetoric uh, against mining and certain types of mining, I think the reality is that they need to be supportive of sustainable and responsible mining that can give benefits to their economy and to their citizens who have as you point out, you know, it's a key component of the economy already. You can't just cut that out and say it doesn't exist. It is an important part going forward for the economy. I can understand that it's uh, not always easy for a government to, to, to pivot and change its direction, but there is, a, I think, a very telling parallel or, or 
or, or analog here um, in in the Boric government in uh, sorry in Chile. You know, it was a left elected on a left wing ticket. Not necessarily a big fan of natural resources, but as it's taken the reins and assumed the reins of power, it's had to soften its anti-mining rhetoric and you know really embrace it because it's grown that recognition internally that it can solve a lot of its problems and provide the wherewithal to, to achieve its agenda. Hopefully um, there's a bit of that, uh, the presidents are talking and a bit of that is coming through. Well, I would hope so. And this is, this is again, it's, a, it's an industry uh, issue. It's not just a Columbia issue. And I think really it's about recognizing responsible mining. It's not a yes or no question. I think it, it would be naive to think that you can do without mining. I think most people would recognize that. So really we want to encourage responsible mining, supporting sustainable, uh, environmentally uh, responsible practices that uh, can minimize the impacts so that there are benefits that can be seen and, and, and felt by you know, not just uh, shareholders, but all the stakeholders in the communities surrounding the mines as well. Okay. Um, finally, I want to Investors always like certainty. You know, to a certain extent, it doesn't matter whether it's good or bad. They just like to know what it is. And um, part of the certainty obviously extends to the institutions that one has to deal with. And one of those is obviously the, the Mining and Energy Ministry in Colombia. Colombia has just uh, got a, a new Mining and Energy Minister. To what extent do you anticipate that will change things, whether sort of positively or negatively? Well, I would say uh, we, we're certainly keeping an open mind and uh, to wait to see when we have a chance to, to converse and meet the, the minister directly. Uh, what I would recognize, though, is this is uh, someone who is a bit of an expert in their field, so they are not coming into the position from a naive position. They are uh, an expert. They certainly have the knowledge to be functional in that role. And really, I think it's, uh, it's about uh, meeting them, understanding their goals, their objectives, seeing where it fits in, and I wouldn't want to make a decision uh, on, on that new person and their role uh, before we give them a chance to see what, uh, where they fit in, how we fit in, and uh, you know, what their longer-term vision is for the economy and uh, working within their own portfolio of, of mine specifically. I think that's quite important because oftentimes, you know, obviously I speak with a lot of companies, they always talk about their goals and what they want to do. The aspect of you know, what the government's goals are and what they want to achieve often doesn't enter the conversation so obviously it makes a lot of sense to align as best you can with what the government's trying to do. Yeah exactly and, and we, we saw something similar uh, when the new uh, the government was actually first elected you know there was a lot of rhetoric at the start about what their position was what they wanted to do but the reality is they have to you know blend the goal of you know having a strategic metal of copper and the greening of the economy how do you achieve that you need to have a plan to achieve that and I think mining will become an intricate part of that so it'll be very interesting to see how the new minister fits in with that uh, strategy and longer term view as well. Okay, thank you. Now Alistair, what can we potentially expect to see over the next 6 to 12 months from, from La Mina and your other projects in Colombia? Well, we certainly will continue to work on the La Mina FPEA. Um, we will be publishing the full study over the next uh, 45 days and, and getting some, some further details out, available for that. That uh, right away leads us into further work, uh, continuing to explore the opportunities. At the same time, too, we also have two, uh, two other significant projects in Colombia, Yaromalito and uh, Artituribi project, both significant resources uh, in their own right, uh, particularly Artituribi, a gold and copper uh, system as well. And uh, I think really at this stage, it's about what is the next opportunity there? You know, we have a sizable resource, where if we focus on the best uh, 
uh, opportunities to expand, grow, and uh, and push towards you know the next stages of development on those projects. We've we've I, we can, can we can study them and we can have the resources in the ground, but really it's about the next stage of how do we start realizing value uh, by moving those projects forward. We can do that with our, our own team, or we also continue to look for opportunities to partner with other teams that are exploring and advancing projects in the country as well. Okay, excellent. Well, hopefully we can have the, the company presenting at the CGS Columbia event in November to um, refresh the update about Lamina and, and the other projects. Well, certainly do look forward to uh, catching up in the near future, uh, updating uh, uh, our projects and, uh, and reviewing to see how the new minister is making out and, uh, and uh, hopefully the, the goals of aligning to a greening of the economy match with the objectives of uh, making mining an intricate part of that as well. Absolutely. Gold mining trades on the TSX under GOLD and the NICE American under GLDG. Alistair still President and CEO. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. Look forward to speaking again soon. And stay tuned to Mining Stock Daily for more junior mining CEO interviews.